All right, everybody, I'm Logan Alec. I'm a CPA, and I have some personal news if you're interested in that kind of thing. It's basically life-changing news. If you're interested in hearing what that is, check out the latest video on our family channel. Link at the top of the screen as well as in the description below. All right, in terms of stimulus, yesterday I told you that Treasury Secretary Steven Mnuchin wrote a letter to Fed Chair Jerome Powell stating that Mnuchin believes that various CARES Act lending facilities coordinated between the Department of the Treasury and the Federal Reserve should be let to expire at the end of the year on December 31st, and that the Federal Reserve should give back the hundreds of billions of dollars appropriated to these lending facilities back to the Treasury so that Congress can repurpose this money for stimulus for those in our economy who really need it. I shared with you what some Democrats were saying about this, criticizing the letter. More criticism from Democrats has come in. Democratic Representative Maxine Waters of California, who is the House Financial Services Committee chair, said that Mnuchin's letter makes it clear that he and Trump want to destroy the economy and make it difficult for the Biden administration to turn this crisis around. Democratic Senator Sherrod Brown of Ohio said something similar, that the Trump administration is trying to tank the U.S. economy and that Steven Mnuchin will go down as the worst Treasury Secretary in our nation's history. Frankly, I think this is just politically motivated statements. The money hasn't even been used that much. It's not like these lending facilities were a massive success and Steve wants to pull the plug. That's not what's going on here. And I think that a lot of these statements we're seeing from Democratic politicians are simply politically motivated. That's my take. Feel free to disagree. But despite clamoring from Democratic congressmen and congresswomen, yesterday Fed Chairman Jerome Powell said that he has actually agreed to return the unused funds. In a letter to Secretary Mnuchin yesterday, Powell wrote, We will work out arrangements with you for returning the unused portions of the funds allocated to the CARES Act facilities in connection with their year-end termination. This is something of an about-face from the initial reaction by the Federal Reserve to Mnuchin's letter, but it looks like Mnuchin will get his way here. That's a good thing in my opinion. This is more money for stimulus that can be put toward those who really need it right now, not sitting in coffers for just in case larger businesses need it at some point in the future. And this could help some Republican senators along with supporting a larger stimulus bill because now there's more old money to put toward this bill. However, as you know, right now, the priority for our dear members of Congress, while they say they're very interested in stimulus, the thing they really have to get done, the urgent thing they have to do before December 11th is government funding. And unfortunately, it looks like there might be a spat here with government funding between Democrats and Republicans. What's going on? Basically, there's a disagreement right now on how to classify $12.5 billion in veterans care costs. Some Republicans are saying that this money for veterans funding should be considered non-emergency, while some Democrats are saying that it should be considered emergency. So what's the difference here? Basically, if it's considered emergency funding, then it doesn't affect how much can be spent on other things because, hey, this is for an emergency. But if it's considered non-emergency funding, then it has to be fit into the overall budget allocated for other discretionary funding. So Republicans, they don't really want to spend a lot of money, right? They don't want to spend money on other things as much as Democrats do. So Republicans are saying the veterans funding should count toward how much can be spent overall. Democrats are saying, uh-uh, no, this veterans funding shouldn't count toward how much can be spent overall. It should be considered emergency. In the grand scheme of things, the overall federal deficit is $3 trillion. And of course, they have to spat over a $12.5 billion line item. Obviously, if these discussions don't go well or are hairy or thorny, worst case scenario is we'll have a government shutdown, but I don't think it will come to that, at least not over this particular issue. But if there are partisan disagreements like these with the government funding and appropriations, it could cause stimulus legislation to just sit there on the back burner during the lame duck session, and obviously none of us want 
that. Joe Biden turned 78 years of age yesterday, and he met with Pelosi and Schumer in Wilmington, Delaware. According to a press release, they discussed their shared priorities to provide immediate help to struggling working families and small businesses. That is stimulus. They talked about COVID-19 and agreed that Congress needs to pass more stimulus in the lame duck session, and the stimulus package should include resources to fight COVID-19, relief for working families and small businesses, support for state and local government trying to keep frontline workers on payroll, expanded unemployment insurance, and affordable health care for millions of families. Neither Biden nor Pelosi nor Schumer really provided any more insight than those broad statements about what they spoke about yesterday. But we know at least that lame duck is being positioned as still a priority for these three individuals. Remember, Joe Biden's position with lame duck stimulus is to be entirely supportive of Pelosi and the HEROES Act, and he has simply urged Republicans to get on board. Also, we are waiting to hear from Joe Biden who his nominee for Treasury Secretary will be. He told reporters that he will drop the name shortly before or right after Thanksgiving, and obviously we know how large a role that Secretary Mnuchin has played with stimulus and COVID-19 relief, and I imagine the same will be true of his successor. In terms of COVID-19, we are getting dangerously close to hitting 200,000 cases a day. Yesterday, we saw a new record at 198,537 new COVID-19 cases and 1,947 deaths. We now have recorded 12 million cumulative COVID-19 cases. My state, California, issued curfews for most of the state's counties this week. People are not to leave their homes from 10 p.m. to 5 a.m. except for essential reasons. Not that I would anyway. President's son, Donald Trump Jr., has tested positive for coronavirus. Also, in terms of vaccine news, Pfizer yesterday said that it has, in fact, submitted its application for emergency use approval of its COVID-19 vaccine to the FDA, the Food and Drug Administration. If approved in short manner, this could mean that the first Americans could get a COVID-19 vaccine within a month. Likely first in line would be higher-risk individuals, such as healthcare workers, as well as nursing home residents. The FDA says it will take about three weeks to review the vaccine application, which is reportedly thousands of pages long, and that an outside group of experts will review it, and we may see similar news from Moderna as well in the coming days. Pfizer said that it also submitted its application to regulatory boards in other countries such as Australia, Canada, Japan, and various European nations. Also, Joe Biden clarified this week that he will not be shutting down the economy, period. He said no national shutdown. All right, everybody, that is my Saturday update. Have a great weekend. Thank you so much for watching. Check out the personal news on the family channel if you have a minute today, and I will see you in the next video. Bye-bye.